Okay, hey everyone, what's up? Uh, so today, this episode is going to be a brief assessment of the American Revolution of 1776, the War of 1812, and the Civil War. And two things I try and reflect upon in this little brief little uh, assessment are the character of the society following each particular war, and then also the progressive and reactionary elements of each revolution. And this assessment that I randomly whipped up today has been brewing in my mind for a couple weeks now because for years I've struggled over whether the primary contradiction in the U.S. is the national or colonial contradiction or the capitalist contradiction between the bourgeoisie and the proletariat. And of course there would be those that also suggest like both. And it's an important question to answer because the line of an organization will then follow from its analysis of the contradictions. How we understand the contradictions and answer this and many more questions will fundamentally shape an organization's strategy, methods, tactics, right? everything. Does the U.S. need a national democratic revolution led by a revolutionary workers' party or does it need a proletarian socialist revolution that links a revolutionary workers' movement with the democratic movements against national oppression and patriarchy? And I am now firmly convinced that the conditions of the U.S. would, hypothetically speaking, necessitate a proletarian socialist revolution. Now, I'm not advocating for such a thing, all right, or actively pursuing something like that. I'm just observing it as one who theoretically finds this stuff interesting. Okay, anyways, I did just help uh, launch a new workers' organization, <clears throat> which you can support us uh, with an Instagram follow at Working People CLT. That's Working People CLT. CLT stands for Charlotte. And also, I'm doing a Organizing 101 workshop or training for anyone who wants to learn a little bit about the basics of organizing or maybe get a little refresher on the basics from a mouse perspective. I'm doing two sessions, and I haven't emailed this to everyone who has signed up already, but the first will be on still Sunday, November 20th, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the second one now has a different date, um, uh, and it will be on Saturday, December 3rd. 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So it's the same day and same time, right? Saturday at 8.30, but a different date, December 3rd. And I'll email all, uh, all that out to everyone. So if you want to sign up for the training, please direct message me at massstrugglepod on Instagram or email me at massstrugglepod at gmail.com. Both are linked in the show notes. Oh, and those are both uh, totally free because there are some really cool people and comrades that fund this work at Patreon. So a huge thanks to the financial supporters. Okay, let's talk the American Revolution, the War of 1812, and the Civil War. The American Revolution, number one, was the beginning of the U.S.'s bourgeois democratic revolution. It began the struggle for American independence from Britain, but was only able to partially achieve it. While no longer a formal colony, the U.S. was transformed into a semi-colony, and it was not able to complete its struggle for national independence until the War of 1812. Number two. Following the American Revolution, the United States remained predominantly a semi-feudal, semi-slave society. Yet, 
Portions of the means of production were increasingly used for small-scale capitalist production. Its societal character would remain the same until the United States' newly seized productive forces and relations were fully released from British rule in 1812. Number three, it was progressive in that it granted white citizens a degree of political and social rights while also liberating the white colonists from formal British colonialism. Yet, these progressive measures were only good on paper, given that the rights defended were primarily those of white landlords and capitalists, which came at the expense of the white workers and peasants. It was reactionary in that the ruling class preserved and expanded slavery, it continued the process of settler colonialism, and attacked many of the democratic rights initially granted to the white workers and peasants. All right, so that's the American Revolution. The War of 1812, number one, completed the transformation of the United States from being a British semi-colony to being an independent nation. Having won its national independence from Britain, and under the declarations of the Monroe Doctrine and so-called Manifest Destiny, the United States aimed its sights west, further pillaging the indigenous nations and land. Number two here. Internally, it transitioned from being a predominantly semi-feudal, semi-slave society to being a capitalist society with a semi-feudal, semi-slave economy concentrated in the southern states. Number three. The war was progressive in that it ended Britain's long-held rule over the U.S. and advanced the final march against feudalism. Uh, it was reactionary and that it preserved the enslavement of Africans, expanded U.S. settler colonialism, and continued its attack on the democratic rights fought for and won by U.S. citizens. Number four, due to the inerrant strength of the large-scale production, capitalism began to outcompete the southern semi-slave, semi-feudal economy in the South. The contradiction between the rising bourgeoisie in the North and the landlord slave masters in the South began to intensify. All right, so that was following the uh, War of 1812. Now, the Civil War. Number one, completed the bourgeois democratic revolution in the United States. Having defeated the Southern slavocracy, the bourgeoisie was free to expand its capitalist development across the entirety of the United States. Number two, it was progressive in that it ended chattel slavery, with the exception of the 13th Amendment, and brought feudalism to its knees by the end of the century. It was reactionary in that the bourgeoisie continued its settler colonial project west, limited and eventually rolled back rights won by formerly enslaved black people and newly proletarianized white workers, and further developed its anti-democratic methods for oppressing and exploiting the masses of white, black, Mexican, indigenous, and migrant workers. So yeah, uh, that was my uh, brief little assessment of the American Revolution of 1776, the War of 1812, and the Civil War. And again, the two things I, I was really trying to get at is uh, what, were, what was the character of the society following each war? And then also, what were the 
progressive and reactionary elements of each revolution. Because there are some people that would say, oh, no, these are just, obviously, you know, the far right is ridiculously says these were all progressive, you know, uh, all progressive, like, revolutions uh, or wars one. And then, uh, but there's also a new strand, I think, among people who might identify as, like, socialists and communists uh, that say, no, there is nothing progressive about these wars. Um, they are one-sidedly entirely reactionary because there were some really, really bad shit that came with these wars. But I think I, th I think this is actually um, a more correct way of understanding these wars. I would love to hear uh, good you know criticism from anyone who would like to, to share or, or some thoughts or questions as well. Um, again, these are important questions for us to struggle over and to discuss because they will ultimately shape our practice. All right, friends. Um, again, if you want to sign up for the Organizing 101 training slash workshop, hit me up, email me, DM me, and I'd love to send you a list of questions so I can get some more information. Okay. Thanks, y'all, and uh, hope to hear from you soon.